payments were probably that bit later this year. The ANC advance payments commenced, uh, uh, Catherine, on the 17th, roughly, of October there. And the best and the Chris advance payments uh, continued to clear there on, we'll say, the 24th of October. And eco payments came at the end around the 30th, 31st of October there uh, for a lot of farmers. So it was a lot of payments left to come, we'd say. Um, the balancing of those uh, is due on the start of December there for all cleared cases. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and with more than £1.8 billion in payments expected to be issued to farmers before the end of the year, I'm joined by Chagas advisor Keith Fahey from County Galway to discuss what farmers need to do to ensure payments are made and when payments are expected to be issued. Keith, you're very welcome. When can farmers be expected to be paid for BIS, CRIS and the Eco Scheme and ANC? Yeah, so I suppose this year, probably, you know, the first round of the new cap, there was probably a bit of a delay. Farmers were used to maybe getting their ANC, I suppose, usually the weeks of the a week or two before or the week of the ploughing. But um, as it was the new round of the cap, as I said, uh, payments are slightly um, later this year, uh, Catherine. So I suppose I suppose they're promising us that next year uh, that the payments will probably re- revert to last year's dates and that, you know, the similar dates to the ANC, the BIS, uh, the CRIS, the ECO, um and and that you know so i suppose our base is our new bps um and then you have your chris and Eureka similar to the greening and that and uh so yeah so the payments were probably that bit later this year the nc advance payments commenced uh, uh catherine on the 17th roughly of october there and the best and the chris advance payments uh continued to clear there and we'll say the 24th of october and eco payments came at the end around the 30 31st of october there uh for a lot of farmers so uh there's a good there's a lot of payments left to come we'd say um, the balancing of those uh, is due on the start of December there for all cleared cases and um, maybe a couple of issues there Catherine maybe to note uh, there was a couple of issues I've seen there with farmers maybe with commonages um, I think the department were trying to clear up a few maybe issues in relation to the amount of shares claimed in different commonages and in some cases they might have looked for proof of ownership in certain conditions or uh, certain cases there so I did notice that a good few the commonages were slower to get paid but when you did contact them or the farmers contacted them and uh, they were able to maybe give a rough date or time when the payments were to to um be released and that so that was probably one issue the young farmer scheme probably um a lot of farmers or maybe where there was partnerships or changes to herd numbers from what i've seen there We'll say commonages changed to herd numbers, and that were the last, um, last maybe to get paid, um, uh, Catherine. So that's um, just a couple of information there in relation to the schemes. And for any farmers that might have joined the Young Farmer Scheme, what else might they have to do now to make sure that the payments are made? Just to make sure of a couple of things there, maybe keep an eye on the, the online correspondence there via your own Ag Food individual login or via the your agent's Ag Food login. Um, you know, keep an eye on it that maybe they're not looking for, we'd say, maybe there might have been an issue in relation to a joint herd uh, or a joint uh, bank account maybe set up, or maybe there was an issue with a, a letter of equivalence or maybe the... um. 
Um, we'll say the education cert being uploaded if there was a small issue there or anything like that. Uh, they might look for maybe uh, additional information, maybe such as a clearer page with the, you know, both names and the bank account or whatever the case may be. And just to be careful there as well to note, you know, we've seen a couple of cases down through the years where maybe, you know, farmers, if you're in a giant herd number or a, a partnership or whatever, or there's a young farmer, a young trained farmer, you know, all payments, all cattle sales, all milk sales, any grants, all that, they all must go through the same joint bank account. Uh, we've seen a couple of times maybe where cattle were sold and maybe it was a genuine error or maybe whatever, for whatever reason, uh, farmers may have lodged, we'll say, cattle sales or a check from the mart or the factory or whatever to a maybe their own old account um, just to make sure. Because if you do get a young farmer, um, CIS, uh, YF, um, uh, inspection they will look um, at the payments there they will look at the bank account to make sure that payments are going through and that all payments and they might look for the, the lowest and the largest so they might look at a docket maybe a purchase and they'll you know they'll see that it corresponds with the bank account and they will also look at maybe you see maybe a farmer sold 10 or 12 winnings at the mart or whatever and they will look for that um, they might look at the docket and they might look at the correspondence to see that it was lodged correctly that's great, Keith. Something for farmers to keep in mind that have gone into a joint partnership or joint herd number this year. In relation to the Agri-Climate Rural Environmental Scheme, also known as ACRES, what requirements have farmers to do to complete for this year and when will payments expect to be paid for that? So um, just maybe to go on the payment side of things, uh, there's talks that uh, December um, first part of the payment will issue uh, for, for 2023. Um, there was a number of things, I suppose, that have to be done this year. Um, you know, anyone, a lot of the scoring was done there for your low input grassland uh, and low input grassland peat. Um, so your league and your commonages. So they had to be scored, we'd say, in year one, three and five. So next year for most doesn't have to be scored. Um, what else is there in relation to payments, I suppose? Um, there's the different payments there um, for the low emission slurry spreading um, they have to be up uploaded there at the minute um, so if you get your receipt from your contractor um, a farmer can do it themselves or, or the advisor can do it so if you go in and you can um, you know claim your payment so it has to be in meter cubed um, Catherine so just maybe if any farmer is unaware that one meter cubed um, is equal to 220 gallons of slurry so we'll say for example a farmer's spread um 10 2200 gallon tankers um that would be roughly 10 meters cubed per tank at 10 so that would be by 10 would be 100 meters cubed so they get 1 euro 20 uh, per meter cube so that would equate to about 120 euro or 12 euro per load roughly towards the low emission slurry spread which can be a dribble bar trailing shoe or um uh um the disc um or the injection excuse me um so that's just information on that so farmers must um you have to also put in uh, Catherine your 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 fields that you put it in so you know your land parcel numbers there um so you know to correspond that what slurry you put out uh, to match the field um a lot of the actions probably don't have to be done we'd say until maybe March or May next year 
and um, we'll say for the likes of you know your your well your barn old boxes would say a good few farmers would have gone for those and they were supposed to be put up um by the 31st of July there um you know looking at the rare breeds um probably it'll be January really when you'll have to put in the amount of numbers we'll say of each breed you had or whatever for a so for example if farmer had four Connemara ponies and uh, they'll have to do a rare breed declaration form and the main reason for that is obviously the department won't know uh how much to pay them um on relation to that in relation to that so they get paid up to 20 livestock units there at 200 euro per livestock unit so just to keep you know keep a rough idea of the amount of rare breeds you have and the different months you have them as well copsing the hedgerows has to be done by the end of december and next year the 24th and there's i suppose the trees planting of the orchards and the trees and that um so you have your kind of planting trees in a riparian buffer zone you're planting your orchard and you're planting your new hedgerows and just to be aware there um when you are buying them that they are native providence and you have the passports for them so they have to be in by the end of march 2024 um whatever what else maybe dates to keep in mind um, we'll say your your winter bird flute um has to be in by the 15th of may each year so that's about two weeks earlier than the previous and that's a thousand euro per hectare now suppose it was 900 in the old wild bird cover it was called before now it's called wild, wild bird food plot so the payment for that has gone up to 100 euros that's 1000 euro hectare that's great Keith so a lot of the details will be next year I suppose from the dates that you've outlined there to be carried out particularly for the different actions the farmers might have selected for the acre scheme in relation to the National Dairy Beef Welfare Scheme is there anything that farmers have left to do this year and when are payments expected to be made for that programme? The payments are supposed to issue um, the same time, roughly, as the balancing payments for the um the ANC, the base, the Chris and the Eco. So it's, it's around the first week in December. The 4th there, uh, Catherine, is the date they've given us, the 4th of December. Um, So payments should issue to that uh, where there's no issue there. So as part of the National Dairy Beef Welfare Scheme, weights had to be uploaded by the end of um October there. Um, So uh, farmers got paid up to 50 calves at 20 euro ahead so there was the opportunity I suppose for farmers there whoever was buying maybe uh, dairy bred calves or reared dairy calves they had to be over 12 weeks of age when you um, weighed them they had to be on the farm for at least 10 days and they had to be out of a Frisian um, or sorry a dairy bred um, dam so a dairy bred dam so um, we'll say like a Frisian or whatever there and the they could be out of a beef bowl or um, a dairy bull if it was uh, Frisian bull calves but obviously the payment wasn't there for dairy uh, Frisian dairy replacement heifer calves so yeah there was a fairly good uptake in that uh, it had it had been 40 uh, calves in the past um, so it's increased to 50 there so you know it's a fairly good payment there for farmers 1000 euro and look at it's a great way especially for farmers to keep an eye on the weights to make sure that um you know that they're they're on target there that you're looking at maybe 220 there uh them kind of cast should be around the 220 kilos at this uh, stage maybe and if they're not maybe to you know look at your silage make sure it's of good quality and if it's not you might have to supplement them there with an extra kilo meal so they don't want to be getting a kilo and a half or maybe two kilos if the silage is is inadequate there and make sure they've plenty feed space as well is very important and um fecal egg sample them too Catherine you know uh, sometimes where a lot where the game is lost in a lot of cases where maybe farmers are finishing cattle or you know um rare and dairy bred stock uh, the first winter can be you know a massive um 
you know, losing ground with say for for weight gain. So you're hoping that they might be gaining 0.5, 0.6 at a very minimum there over the winter. So you know that there was 100 days or 120 days that they're putting on that 60, 70 kilos there over the winter, and that they're coming out, you know, at a good weight out for grass and trying to get them out as early as possible. And look, they are you know lighter type stock, and it is a lot easier to get the likes of those out earlier, I suppose, than your your heavier suckler cows so that they can get out that bit earlier but we're finding that you know a lot of farmers that are in the scheme um are really finding the weighing beneficial and i've even seen a good few of the farmers that i deal with you know while they're weighing once for the scheme uh they're also weighing maybe another time or two during the year as well and finding that if farmers are going into the scheme that you know whether they get paid or not they are definitely very interested and you know they're they're getting better at training their eye as well and guessing the weights their own stock maybe you know most definitely, Keith, the benefits are far enough weighing the length of the scheme for sure. For farmers that have joined the Suckler Carbon Efficiency Programme, also known as SKIP, what requirements have they left to do before the end of year and when can payments be expected for that programme? Yes, the payments are expected to be there for December as well. So there's a number of different actions there. So for your circular carbon efficiency program, the SCEP is called Replace the BDGP scheme. There was, there's five actions there, uh, Catherine. You must have an eligible bull or you must do eligible AI there. Um, there's the female replacement strategy. You have to do genotyping, weighing and submission of weights to ICBF. So kind of similar there to your um national jerry beef welfare scheme they had to be in around the same time uh calving details and calving surveys um so look at you know most farmers it's much the same we'd say as it was for the the suckler scheme the bdgp a lot of the farmers uh went for that we'd say um that were in the bdgp but i suppose a big one there catherine um is that you know in contrast i suppose to the bdgp anyone in the suckler carbon efficiency program scheme now must be a board uh board be approved so we had a good few farmers there maybe that were probably selling weanlings in in the galway area there and maybe weren't board be approved and look you know rightly or wrongly um uh, you know, a lot of farmers kind of made the argument that, you know, they weren't getting an extra payment. Um, in you know, if they're selling Waylands, they're not going to get much extra if their board be approved or not. But um, you know, that was a bit of an argument there at a few of the meetings we, we held. But um anyway, look, uh, the long and short of it is to get the the, the skep payment, they have to be board be approved. Um, so that's just part of that. Um, so they, you know, they have to be. It's it's a big change for a lot of farmers there, but a lot of them are, you know, uh, recording all the data anyways. And uh, look, it's just uh, it's something there. I suppose it is giving some farmers as well the option maybe to finish some of their own cattle as well. Um, just in relation to some of the information on that, uh, they must also calve at least fifty percent beef red animals of the yearly reference number there between the first July and the thirtieth of. Uh, um, June 2023 and they have to attend a training course there as well uh, by the 15th of November 2024 so and just maybe to how do they come up with the skip payment um it's what they do is kind of called a, an eligible hectare so it's the number of cows that are calved or your reference number divided by 1.5 so we'll say for example if you had uh, 15 hectares or 15 cows calved you divide that by 1.5 and that'll give you 10 MPAs maximum payable area or hectares um, so and you get paid we'll say there's different payment rates there um, of uh, 
uh, of ten and six point six six, which they so um payments of two uh, two hundred twenty five for the first fifteen hectares and one hundred and eighty for the remaining after that. So that's just uh, giving you an, a rough example there. If a farmer had ten, it'd be six point six six hectares, or as I said earlier, if a farmer had fifteen cows, it'd be ten hectares. So you're multiplying your ten then by two two five because that's less than fifteen hectares. So you give the farmer there with, with maybe fifteen sucker cows, the potential get two thousand two hundred and fifty. That's great, Keith. And farmers had the option of applying for the National Beef Welfare Scheme, which was a one-year programme. What do farmers have to do to ensure that they get paid this year and when will payments be expected? Yeah, so the payments roughly is around the same time there as this, the SCEP payment from what we hear around the same time as the, the Dairy Beef Welfare Scheme, the first week or so in uh, December. So there was uh, two main parts of that that were mandatory. Um, one of them was meal feeding. Um, so that was part, I suppose, last year we had the beef scheme and the meal feeding and uh, the weighing was part of that. But this year it's the um, meal feeding weanling so they have to feed them uh, four weeks prior and two weeks post weaning uh, with a a ration or whatever there um so that was one part of it and the other part of it then was testing um te- blood testing the herd for ibr um so that's just um uh you know a lot of farmers went to blood test this year um in terms of uptake i seen a good few of my own farmers probably didn't go for it um uh, which was a pity um because of the blood testing um a lot of them had the argument Catherine that you know what they were getting for the blood testing was costing them in the vet um um but however you know look at it was it's a good way of um of finding out uh, the the herd the health status of your herd um but um yeah I was kind of hoping to get there be more uptake there I think there were nationally there's been kind of it was definitely wasn't oversubscribed there but uh you know most farmers were feeding meal anyway so that was uh, you know a good one but um the IBR sam- sampling um you know, I suppose the blood testing, it did add a fair cost to the farmers, you know, to get the vet out, have to put the cattle in, would say, or whatever. But um, so the rates of payment there, Catherine, were from, it depended on the number of animals you had. The meal feeding was €35 Euro per calf, up to a maximum of 40 calves. But the IBR then, the rates of payment was uh, a minimum of 120 up to 300 per herd. But like, you know, we had a lot of maybe smaller type farmers there in Galway, maybe with 15, 20 cows. And they were finding that the, the cost of blood testing them was actually more than what they were getting from the IBR rate of payment from the scheme. So, but look, there I suppose there was, if you had 20 calves there for the meal feeding part, which you were getting 700 euro, well, that's nearly going to buy two ton of meal for a lot of farmers. So that's just uh, the national beef um, welfare scheme, uh, Catherine. Thanks, Keith. And I suppose the final schemes really are in relation to the fodder scheme that farmers would have applied for. When are the payments expected for the fodder scheme? Yes, the fodder scheme the next couple of weeks as well as um, in December, as far as I know on that one, Catherine. Um, uh, farmers would have got, is it 60%, I think, roughly. Um, I could be corrected on that now. Um, so farmers got paid, we'd say, on the double last year. So they would have got paid the full amount. So you got paid €100 Euro per hectare, up to 10 hectares last year. So farmers would have got their €1,000. And then they got, I think it was, was it 550 or 60% last year? So I'd be thinking a lot of farmers would be getting about 5 
40% this year. So if, if they did max out, there's probably about 400 remaining there for a lot of farmers that could over maybe 25 acres of uh, silage. And look, Catherine, a big one there, you know, you've, you've been talking about it as well before on, on, on the podcast. And silage, uh, winter budgets there is going to be a massive one this year. You know, it was a very wet year. Some farmers were back maybe a little bit on silage. There probably wasn't a massive reserve left on last year. Um, but, you know, just to make sure that farmers have plenty silage and if they don't, now is the time to act because silage could be very, very scarce in the spring, especially where maybe some farmers might have fed a small bit of straw there to maybe suckler cows or that or in, in TMR diets. Um, straws, you know, there's a lot of straw being imported there at the minute. So if straws back, maybe farmers are feeding more silage and hay maybe. So maybe do a fodder budget, you know, just do a quick count of how many bales you have there. Even suckler cow, you know, is going to eat roughly a bale and a half per month roughly at, a, at maybe 700 kilo uh, kilo bale there and maybe you're looking at you know 0.8 of a bale for a, a strong weanling or a store heifer and um, so and maybe only 0.2 or 0.3 of a bale for a lighter 200 kilo weanling and so just some research there that was done in Chagas a number of years ago uh they looked at you know 50 round bales of silage um being um, at 65 DMD uh, equated to the same amount of feed as six ton of meal. So I suppose if we look at that in figures, 50 round bales at maybe 40 euro bale is working out at 2000, uh, whereas maybe looking at six ton of meal at the minute at maybe an, an average spec ration at 350 is coming in at about 2100. So look, at there's only about, it's it's roughly the same price there for 50 bales and a six ton maybe. And look, you might be more guaranteed the quality of the ration than, than the silage. So look, it's just a, uh, uh, something farmers should maybe look at maybe feeding more meal if silage is very tight and if, if they're buying silage of unknown quality That's great Keith, thanks very much and finally there was some flexibility granted in relation to the National Liming Programme yeah, there was. So um, farmers now have until the end of March, which obviously was changed um, there a couple of weeks ago uh, to spread uh, lime. So look, lime, I think the, the largest amount of lime that has been spread was in the 1980s, to my knowledge. I think there was a grant uh, back then, Catherine. Now, I wasn't born at the time, so <laughs> I might be corrected on that one. But uh, yeah, the most amount of lime that has been spread uh, since um, was was in the 1980s. So look, we've put in a good few applications there for farmers. They're getting 16 euro a ton up to 40 ton. Now, originally the scheme was up to 200 ton, but uh, that was reduced because uh, an awful lot of people applied for it. And it was probably hard for the department to regulate that scheme as well, Catherine, because an awful lot of, I suppose, advisors, including myself and a lot of farmers, applied for 200 ton. And, you know, an awful lot of them either didn't put out any lime or maybe might have only put out you know, two loads or three loads or whatever. So look, from looking at receipts from farmers and stuff there, it's looking like the, the liming scheme is going to cover roughly 50% of of the total liming cost. You know, I suppose a couple of years ago, farmers could spread a ton of lime for anywhere from 22 to 25 euro. From looking at receipts there, the lime obviously has increased with diesel costs, etc. So a lot of farmers paying between 30 and 32 or 3 euro there for the lime. So Look, it's a great way of getting, you know, lime out to increase your pH and, you know, it, it makes a massive difference there in, in even releasing some phosphorus and, and potassium in the, in the soil there as well and getting better use of your fertiliser. Most definitely, Keith, it really is the starting point for improving grass growth next year, please God. Thanks very much, Keith, for joining me on the show. Thank you, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Keith for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie 
or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.